Welcome to Wrong Voicemail Podcast, Boston Edition. I am your host, Maria Champa. Here's the story. My longtime husband, Justin Carr. Hi, I'm Justin Carr. There he is. Got a wrong voicemail. The first of many. I appreciate it, Chief. Sorry to bother you with it, but it's an important person uh, and a big supporter of mine. Now, you've heard of a wrong number, but a wrong voicemail? Different thing. It's when a total stranger leaves you a voicemail thinking you are someone else. And the ones we got, they go into detail. This guy's banks up in arms. Uh, wondering here, have you ever gotten a wrong voicemail? If so, please send it to me at wrongvmpod at gmail.com. We'd love to chat about it. Chief? I'm not the chief. No. You are obviously my first husband, Justin Carr. I clearly say my name in my voicemail greeting. Open your ears, jackass. All righty, Chief. Cool your jets. In Wrong Voicemail Podcast, we have changed the names of those who left the wrong voicemails to protect their identities. Yeah, to protect the identities of those that don't know how to dial a number. And we got so many wrong voicemails, all of them from two guys in the same office in Boston, Mass. So we did the logical thing you do when you get 10 wrong voicemails. We laughed. (laughs) (laughs) And then we made fun of those voicemails. Did he just say drawings? Wicked pissa guy. Wicked pissa. I like them apples. How do you like apples? <laughs> I like oranges. No, I mean I like apples too. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> then we got down to brass tacks and did some lighthearted investigation. Welcome to Wrong Voicemail, Boston Edition, where you'll not only laugh at these wrong voicemails, but you'll discover, along with us, who these guys are, what they want, and most importantly, what is their favorite kind of submarine sandwich? Welcome back. This is Maria Champa, and I'm here with my longtime husband, Justin Carr. Hello. Justin, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Oh, that's great. It's fantastic. I'm doing fantastic as well. Thanks for asking. I already know how you're doing. Oh, well, that is presumptuous and dangerous. You are doing great. It's true, I am. I'm doing great. But if I wasn't, how dangerous. Uh, so far... We have heard from Mark Fitzpatrick, Fitzy, and we have heard from his chief of staff, Brian Shanahan. Shanny. Shanny. Shanahanigan. Shanahanigan? Shanahanigan. And so in this episode... Oh, Shanigan. We are going to present to our listeners a third voicemail. (laughs) Wow. A third? Third voicemail. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Quick review, last time we learned that BFD stands for... Boston Fire Department. Correct. Boston Fire Department. And our keen investigative skills revealed that these two guys who left us wrong voicemails think that they're leaving voicemails for the chief of the... I don't know, Boston Fire Department? Yeah. That is a huge reveal. Is that not a huge break in our case, Justin? It is. It starts to sound like... They're, I don't know, up to serious things here. Up to serious things? Justin. You need to edit that last one out. You think that I'm going to do the extra work of editing your belch out of this podcast, husband? You can leave the belch in, just the comment before. Oh, very good. Very good. So, 
let us set the stage for when we received this third voicemail. We had been married for several years. The year was 2017, I believe. We had known each other since 1987? Maybe. So we've known each other since about 1987. We were married since 2003. Then in 2017, we get this third voicemail. Amazing. What were you up to at that time? Actually, what were you up to in 1987? In 1987? Yeah. I think I had just started skateboarding on one of the uh, fatter boards, which were a new style at the time, a new invention. And where did you skateboard in Beverly, Massachusetts? Northridge Road. Northridge Road. Skateboarding. I remember seeing you at Lynch Park in Beverly, Mass. Um, I'd skate down there too, yeah. I remember seeing you. I was 10 years old, getting into a very awkward stage of my life, and you were a beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed skater boy before Avril Lavigne ever made that song. (laughs) That's true. And I remember you doing the lip-sync contest at Lynch Park. Lynch Park. With the Beverly Rec Department. In the hat shell. In the hat shell, yes. And you, we didn't call it the hat shell. We called it the shell. The shell. The hat shell was in Boston. Boston on the Charles. But I remember your playground did a lip sync to Cats or something. No, no, no. Stray Cat Strut? Yes. I remember it distinctly. And it was amazing. Did you guys win that year? Yes. I think that, that was probably 1987 or 1988, right? Probably it was around that same time, yeah. Oh my God, we have, we're have we on a huge tangent. So, But in 2017, what were you doing? When we got this third voicemail, what were you doing? I think I was still recovering from that same surgery. The fourth back surgery? Yes. So you were just chilling out? Were you like playing video games? I might have been at that point. I don't know if I was um, sitting upright much to play video games yet. I may have still been like just kind of getting up and walking every now and then and that was an exciting time mostly just resting and allowing my body to heal yeah it was an exciting time though when you started getting up and walking a little more yeah and making my own meals (laughs) that's what was exciting for me cleaning up my own messes yeah no you're not you're not too messy it is fine when you have a back surgery i just don't want you to have any more of them we should probably clarify for the listener why you've had so many back surgeries. Um, <laughs> because I have a bad back. True, true. I had a spinal injury. And it was a bitch. Still is. Still is a bitch. Still happening. What were you doing and how was your spine health around the time that we received this voicemail? Justin, how sweet of you to ask. Uh, My spine health was perfect. I'm not saying that to make you jealous of me. It is just a fact. You have a strong back. I'm a sturdy wife. You are a sturdy Italian wife. (laughs) I really am. Um, What was I up to then? Moving refrigerators. I probably was moving a refrigerator. I enjoyed- Large pieces of furniture by yourself. I really enjoy doing stuff like that. And basically, it's just to show off, I think, to you. Like, look what my body is capable of. I'm a monster. Check out how healthy I am. No, around that time, right, I had just been laid off from one of my favorite jobs. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it was one of my favorite jobs. Right before the holidays, was it? Right before the holidays. Ah, yeah, that was a good one. 
I got laid off. And it was one of my favorite jobs because I loved the people. I was working at a company called SDL. And I loved the people in my office. They were my buddies. They still are my buddies. Yeah. Shout out to my buddies from SDL. And how many holiday parties have you gone to since being laid off? Three. Those are the SDL holiday parties. They still invite me to the holiday parties. And I'm like, sure, why not? You guys are fun. I mean, they're like, how many jobs do you have in your life where you genuinely like the people you work with. Come so on. much so that you get laid off and you continue to hang out with your co-workers or ex-co-workers. Yes. I, I don't know. I think it's unheard of. I haven't had yeah. many a job like that. Yeah. But so I had just been laid off. You were recovering from back surgery. We were living life. We were having fun. Oh yeah. Happy holidays. All right. So back to business. Let's play that dang third wrong voicemail. Let's hear it. Chief of- Mark Fitzpatrick. I hope you're well. Sorry to bother you on a Friday. Um, it's a crazy busy uh, week and a vacation week, so I don't know if you're in town or not. Um, quick question for you. I know my staff had um, reached out as well yesterday trying to try to help somebody um, when you get a chance. So um, I think the technical address is 2- but I think it's something like 274-280 something or another. But anyways, so... Um, Anyways, if you could call me back, 617-888. Boston Mass, kid. Um, Someone's trying to get like a final inspection done when you get a chance. Thanks. Hope all's well. Meanwhile, I'm on a lot of painkillers in bed recovering from back surgery. Hope all's well. Hope all is well. I know I had my staff reach out to you. Does he have one staff? Have you returned any calls yet, Chief? Wow, yeah. So this is like the third call, and I don't think the chief has returned them because they're not going to the chief. Nope. Nope. They're going to my voicemail while I'm just laid up on painkillers, mm-hmm. not responding to anything. You're just munching those painkillers down, saying, Maria, do this for me. Maria, do that for me. Well, not really. No. I don't really request much. You don't require anything, even when you're just after surgery. I'm like, can I do something for you? And you're like... Water. Leave me alone to recuperate. Water. Let me rest. Yeah, that's all you want. You're easy peasy. It's really messed up because I'm like, I I need to fix you. I need to do something. Now, let's discuss the finer points of this mysterious third wrong voicemail. Mark Fitzpatrick himself calling for a second time, is apologetic. Sorry to bother you. Justin, do you ever call anyone and say sorry? It's the first thing I do when someone picks up. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. Who the hell is this? Oh, sorry. I should have said that to begin with. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I'm calling you. Sorry, sorry. I already recommended that book, Girl, stop apologizing to his chief of staff. But I feel like I need to now recommend it to... Mark Fitzpatrick. I think they're all terrified of the chief. Oh, yeah. Well, we established that in yeah. the last episode. They're terrified of the chief well, for we some reason. We well, speculate. I, I feel like we had such strong speculation that we established it as an investigative fact. Did we also establish that, like, these people are actually coming from a really good place to do good things? Well, yeah, because we've already said that they're like, I'm just trying to help some people. Right. Right? Yeah. 
So even though they're they might be like messing up, getting the wrong numbers and stuff, there's their intentions are still in the right place. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Their intentions are definitely in the right place. Um so we're not here just like trying to trash you know, trash the Boston fire department. Oh hells no. We're here the because we got fire some department. we got some hilarious wrong voicemails. So what else are we going to do with them? I mean, I'm not trashing anybody. Are you trashing anybody, Justin? No, except for the whole lack of listening, but I think that they're they're <laughs> probably great people. That's not trashing them. That's a fact. Right. When you call someone and you don't listen to the voicemail greeting and you hear that it's someone named Justin Carr and not the chief, you guys, you know, and let's have a big reveal here. The chief of the Boston Fire Department's name is not Justin Carr. Because some of our listeners might have been like, well, what if they have the same name? Because there are other Justin right, Cars with your name. Them. Yeah. And in fact, someone here in L.A. died and someone at a hospital when I was checking in thought I was dead. So they thought they were looking at a ghost or a medical miracle? Yeah, they were looking at the wrong Justin Carr file and they like were shocked that I was alive. Wow. Like it says you're deceased. <gasps> That's amazing. So did you act like a ghost at that point? You're well, like, I could have. Ooh, I just need my thyroid levels checked. It could have been an easy way to fake my own death. Why would you do that? I had no reason to, so I didn't. So you've done nothing I didn't do exciting anything wrong, so I, yeah. enough in your life to merit faking your own death. But it would have been a perfect opportunity. There's also another Justin Carr DJ as well. That's right, listener. Did you know that my husband, <laughs> Justin Carr, used to DJ and has been a music producer for several years? Now you know. Wah, wah. Wait, we've gotten <clears throat> off topic. Now listen. Where so were we? W- basically, before we knew that Brian Shanahan was apologetic. Sorry, sorry for calling. Sorry for bothering you. Now his boss is apologetic. I mean, he's obviously setting a tone in his office of being apologetic, either only with the chief or all the time. And I'm just here to tell them that, you know what? You guys just have to take up space and do your job, okay? Like, you and your chief of staff have left this chief two voicemails, and he hasn't had the decency to respond because you left them at the wrong number, and you say sorry to bother you on a Friday? I mean, that is really... I worry about your self-esteem and your sense of worth. I hope all's well. So anyway, that was that was a big point that I heard. Did you did you feel that too? That like he needs to stop apologizing. Yeah, I, I agree. But either way, I think that they're just trying to sensitively approach the chief to get things done smoothly without pressuring him too much. Like they don't want to put the pressure on the chief because they know that he's he's got a, a lot on his plate. Ah. You know? Ah, this sounds like a man thing. Is this a white man thing? That sounds like a sexist comment. Well, now this podcast has really taken a turn. You think that it's sexist for me to say by apologizing and not putting too much pressure on someone sounds like a man thing? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a human thing. I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like, I don't know, there's certain ways that people communicate with each other. And I'm sorry, but if this is the Boston Fire Department and this is Boston, we know it's a bunch of white men working with each other. So I'm just thinking maybe it's a man thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a bunch of white people. 
I think it is. I think it's pretty safe to say. First of all, the listener doesn't know the last names. So let's leave this up to the listener, okay? Go ahead and email in at wrongvoicemailpod at gmail.com. And let me know if you think like this way of apologizing or tiptoeing around to the guy in charge is a man thing or a human thing. Am I being sexist? Do you or think I'm being sexist? just a subordinate thing. I don't know. Okay. Well, we're going to leave it up to the listener. Because what I hear is a bunch of white men trying to get stuff done and dialing the wrong number. And I'm just wondering if, I don't know, to me, I'm like, guys... You need to have more self-worth. And to you, you have a whole different... I feel like it's humans trying to communicate with their boss and not just communicate, but they're requesting things of their boss. So they're just being as careful as they can to not sound like they're putting pressure on them. You know? I mean, you make it sound very logical and then I sound like a crazy feminist, which I'm not. I'm a crazy feminist. How dare you take my thing? Anyway, let's go to the next point, because obviously the listeners are going to email us and let me know whether or not I'm being sexist. The next point here is he says, oh, it's a crazy Friday. It's a holiday week. He's like, I don't even know if you're working. Is anyone working? Sorry to bother you on a Friday. Um, It's a crazy, busy uh, week and a vacation week, so I don't know if you're in town or not. Um, You haven't returned any of my calls for the past week. He didn't say that. No, but that's kind of where he's coming from, because... He's assuming he's like, you know, maybe not available or out of... Wow, I didn't hear that at all. So you're saying he said that because he's once again tiptoeing around. Yeah, and he also doesn't want to call him out for not calling him back. And, you know, and each time he's leaving a new voicemail, like he doesn't realize the chief didn't receive these voicemails. So this is a passive aggressive way, because what I heard was him being like, is anyone working? Is anyone working? Because guess what? Who's working? Mock well, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's actually a passive-aggressive way. Be like, I'm working here. Why haven't you returned my call? Are you even working? It's a Friday. It's a vacation. Like, there's a lot. Sure. I heard it. I'm very excited right now, I know. But I heard a whole different thing from this than you did, Justin. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So is it that he's just demeaning himself because he really doesn't know his worth? Or is it that he's passive-aggressively tiptoeing around and not saying, hey, you haven't called me back. Right. And will they see each other at an upcoming holiday party and address their lack of communication? Oh, my God. What a good point. Or will they both be silent and not talk about it? Because obviously the chief has no idea about any of it. And I bet Mock Fitzpatrick or his chief of staff, Brian Shanahan, will like shake the chief's hand a little too hard and a little too long because like they haven't returned his calls and meanwhile the chief hasn't gotten any of the calls and hasn't addressed it whatsoever as if it's not important to him at all he's got bigger fish to fry so now it's building him up as even more of like this tyrant boss wow where they think like he's just there blowing them off while they're trying to do their jobs over the holidays no less. This whole time, I didn't see it that way. I was going to be like, hey guys, you need to listen to Oprah's Super Soul podcast because she helps you stop apologizing and understanding your worth. You know, she's read all the books. She's read like everything you need to know about taking time to be more fully present. And that's what I love about her podcast. Ooh, I'm talking about her podcast. I bet there's some like absolute like partner podcasting opportunities that are coming in my way now. I don't think she would want to be involved in this project. 
Really, I think Oprah Winfrey would be very interested to know that we've received 10 wrong voicemails from some Boston politicians. But she might fear the wrath of the Boston Fire Department more than we do. I don't fear any wrath. (laughs) Are you fearing some wrath? No. You said that a little like, no. No, I just feel like it might not be well received by some of the people in the fire department that may have been affected by these lack of communication voicemails or whatnot. Might not be well received. Ah, okay, yeah, sure, sure. But what are we supposed to do? Not tell the world about these wrong voicemails? They they give us no choice, Justin. They leave 10 of them. Was it 10? Yes. Do 100 plus people or however many it was over the holidays get to go back to work? So many hard-hitting questions. Did I ask for any of this responsibility on my voicemail greeting? Right after a major spinal surgery, your fourth one? Did I ask for a comedy miracle (laughs) to drop into my lap? Yes. Yes, you did. So here it is. Okay. Because these guys are hilarious. I'm sorry, but it's very funny to me that they kept leaving messages and they kept eating different things while they were leaving messages. Yeah, at the end of that last voicemail, it sounded like he might have been like, opener closing a desk drawer. So I'm trying to get like a final inspection done when you get a chance. Thanks. Maybe he was, um, or a, what is it, a drawer? A drawer? Dr- draw? A desk, a desk drawer? A desk draw. A, Would they a, put extra R's in? Cause, yeah. Okay, so it would be a desk drawer. Drawer. A drawer. <laughs> a desk drawer. Ooh. Anyway, we got to get back to this, What Justin. was he reaching for in the desk and then closing? Obviously, was it was it a it payday. Like, you think it was a payday bar? Yes. I was thinking it was like a bottle of Jack Daniels or like... Whoa, who do you think Mark Fitzpatrick is? He's trying to help some people. It's the holidays and no one's answering his calls. No one's returning his calls. He's left multiple voicemails. You and I have such different ideas of who this man is. He's just trying to do his job, get people back to work, and it's driving him to have a a sip of a drink every night. To me, he's doing his job. He knows he's doing his best. He has questionable self-worth because he keeps apologizing for doing his job. And maybe he eats his emotions. And maybe he eats a payday because we all know that if he is working for the city of Boston, he might not be paid extremely well. So he eats the payday. It's delicious. And plus, it's called a payday. I don't know. It might. It's probably more likely to be a Charleston chew. You think it's a Charleston chew? Charleston. See, if it was a Charleston chew. Charleston chew. If it was a Charleston chew, he wouldn't be reaching for it in his desk drawer, he would probably keep it in the freezer, like a true Bostonian. Unless he was afraid to crack his teeth and lose his fillings. You're assuming that Mark Fitzpatrick has poor dental hygiene. Where do they manufacture Charleston shoes? Charleston. Where do they manufacture Fig Newtons? But which Charleston? Charleston, Massachusetts. Yes. We are so off topic. Okay. We did hear him once again say he's trying to help some people trying to help somebody um that's why he i think he's a good man i don't think he's a man who's like why won't anyone return my calls i need to have a drink i smell like mushrooms and vodka no he's a good civil servant that's just trying to do his job well and maybe get reelected to some position or another whatever his position might be yeah the last thing that he does in this voicemail is he gets to the brass tacks of his ask to the chief He's trying to get a final inspection done. I think the technical address is 273, but I think it's something like 274-280 something or another. But anyways. 
blah, 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 technical address, this address, that address, boring. Okay, we are up to three wrong voicemails at this point. Okay, now let's just address one thing. I was like, three wrong voicemails? Justin Carr, you need to send me these voicemails. This was a big turning point. When we got this third voicemail, I was like, magic in threes, comedy in threes. Send me the voicemail. I see a pattern. So that was a big deal. It was a big deal. And at this point, it's just providing material for Maria and her comedic genius. What? That was the best thing you've ever said. Not scripted either. (laughs) Not at all. Is any of this scripted? Are you kidding me? No. I mean, it's like we have beats, we have bullet points, but come on. That was, say it again. What did you just say? Maria's comedic genius. It is so true. Oh, God. What a great husband I have. So handsome and kind of smart. So you just revealed that you decided right there that you weren't going to call them back. Yeah, at that point, because before that, I kind of felt bad, like with the first voicemail. Um, But I didn't really listen to it, I don't think, until like a week after or more. But when I did listen to it, I was like, oh, I should probably let them know they've got the wrong number. Didn't happen. And the second voicemail came in pretty soon after. So I didn't really even have much time to call them back after the first one because I didn't listen to it right away. And then the second one came in and I was like, I should just call them right away. But then I was like, you know what? How did they call twice and like two different people mm-hmm. and not realize that they have the wrong number? Like, did two different people not listen to the voice greeting? They ha- they couldn't have. You know, they know who they're calling. They're calling the guy Chief. So if so, they, it's not like they just don't know his name and they only refer to him as Chief. I mean, they have to know his first and last name. They know his first and last name. But we'll uh, that is a, something we'll find out next week or soon. Yeah. They do know his first name. So when the third one came through, I felt no obligation to call back because it was just comedic at that point. I was wondering how many different people are going to be calling me at this point and, like, how are they not going to figure it out? Right. So you haven't called them back. No. And here's another huge reveal. To this date, I also have not called them back. Yeah, she easily could have called them for me, but she had no... Why would I do that? The comedy <laughs> no is so mo- motivation rich. or incentive. And also, I didn't even start like Googling these guys until several months afterwards. Like I said, you yeah, were recovering a from a later. major surgery, and I had just been laid off from my job. Like, we had some poor, sick bullshit going on. Yeah, our situations could have been expedited, too. But what was... <laughs> I got a situation here. I we got a fourth back surgery. And, I've been uh, laid off for the third time. My wife's time. been laid off. She's trying to find third work for the time. holidays. Third goddamn time I'm laid off for my marketing job. What's wrong with the marketing industry right now? She's out of work for the holidays. Who it ordered just... this? Who ordered? Who freaking ordered this layoff? Yep. Who ordered this? Anyway, yeah, we were dealing with some other stuff. So I never called them back. I did start researching them. That wasn't for several months. So I and do... at that point, we just assumed that the standpipe has been inspected. You know, at this, like, whether or not we had called back or not, it didn't matter at that point. Maybe it wasn't inspected in an expedited manner. No, no. But I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, people might have missed out on some overtime or some extra added fees on the expedited inspection. Now, is there a way to leave a voicemail directly without calling the person? There is, right? You can just leave a voicemail for someone's number 
without calling, right? I don't know what you're talking about. And now Justin. if you do that. No, because you call. Go direct to voicemail you with can't your do call. That. No, because if they, you only get voicemail if they don't pick up. No, but I think there's a way that you can bypass the call and just leave a message for somebody. And so I'm wondering if maybe, I mean, I would assume that it would, would have been attempting to call him and reach him in person and then leave a voicemail. But maybe there's a chance that everyone was just going directly to voicemail with their messages for the chief. And, Justin, and and then if that's the case, maybe if you go directly to voicemail, you don't hear the greeting, the voice greeting. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of a feature with telephones or communication where you'd call a number for it just to go to voicemail. Well, we'll have to look it up. No, I don't want to look it up. Let's ask the listener to email us. <laughs> I really don't want to do any more research than I already have because... I'm too busy trying out new snacks at Trader Joe's. So, dear listener, please email us at wrongvoicemailpod at gmail.com. Have you ever heard of a feature in which you can call someone, bypass them picking your call up, and just go straight to their voicemail? I have never heard of this. And have you ever left a voicemail on someone's mailbox that you didn't intend to? Well, yeah, we've already have asked them that. Have you ever left a People wrong are voicemail? People are oh. Well, they wouldn't not know just that. Not just receiving, but leaving. But they wouldn't know if they left a wrong voice. Well, now. what if they talked to the person after and were like, why didn't you receive my, why didn't you return my call? Okay, okay. So you're really getting into it there. That's more involved than I could ever. I, that's a great ask. That's like yeah. taking it a step further than I asked our listeners. Like, have you ever gotten a wrong voicemail? But right. if, have you ever left one? That's going to have to be a self-aware person. Or a wrong Skype, a wrong... FaceTime. FaceTime. You know, like, well, we're already getting people telling us, yeah, I've definitely gotten some wrong. Yeah, one of our friends actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. We're hoping that in the future we'll do episodes where we talk about your wrong voicemails or wrong FaceTimes or wrong Skypes or wrong Zoom conferences. I mean, I feel like that's probably you've never done a wrong Zoom conference. But if you have, tell us about it. And we hope to do future content on that. That'll be exciting. <laughs> Because we only have 10 wrong voicemails from these guys, but we do have a few more from we other people. We have some other ones. We have some other real gems. Oh, I'm so excited. Apparently, my phone number is just... Apparently, Justin Carr's phone number was previously owned by some very interesting people. People with crazy jobs, people with crazy accents, people that just have a lot going on. Like, I can't I can't create these characters. They, but they're the people who call Justin and leave voicemails, and I love that. Yep. So I think that wraps up our investigation and lighthearted banter on this hard-hitting investigation for today. Justin Carr, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'll always have you. That's gross. That was gross. I'll edit that out. Disgusting. You're disgusting. I love you. Elephant chew. Did you just say elephant chew? Charleston chew. That's weird. Oh, listener, thank you so much for going on this crazy ride with us today. And stay tuned for more of Wrong Voicemail Podcast, Boston Edition. Huzzah. That's it for this episode of Wrong Voicemail Podcast. Huge thanks to you, our listeners. Stay in touch. Email us with your thoughts, questions, wrong voicemails at wrongvmpod at gmail.com. No, really. If you've gotten a wrong voicemail, send it to us or just describe it in your email. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a dramatic recreation of it. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wrong Voicemail Pod. Wrong Voicemail Podcast is created and produced by me, 
Maria Champa, with lots of help from co-host and husband Justin Carr, the recipient of All the Wrong Voicemails. Theme music is composed and performed by the illustrious Max Butler. Please visit his site at maxwellbutler.net to see and hear everything else he works on, including live performances, vintage instrument restoration, essays, and more. Wrong Voicemail Pod Art was designed and created by the talented Clay Morell. Find him at Clay Morell on Instagram. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L. And don't forget to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, or wherever you listen, because it helps people to find our show. And we like that, because we love making this stuff. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about this show. Tell someone in Boston politics about this show. Tell your mom about this show. Why not? I like them apples.